Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. I'm having so much more fun now. I have let them show me how to live their way. This is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 221. The Fun Ideas Podcast is brought to you in part by Freaky Magazine. I contribute material to every issue, so give it a try. Hey kids, have you read Freaky? The magazine of weird humor for freaks like you. Freaky Magazine is a way-out collection of weirdo comics, kooky gags, photo funnies, social satire, and surreal collage. Fifty-two pages of insanity in the tradition of magazines of yore like Cracked, Blob, and Zap. Special offer for Fun Ideas listeners, get a free sample copy in the mail, made of smelly newsprint and smudgy ink the old-fashioned way. Just message your mailing address to the slow poisoner at gmail.com that's the slow poisoner at gmail.com while supplies last you remember them from your childhood half for the friendly ghost richie rich hot stuff baby hooey sad sack and little audrey you read them in comic books and saw them on television and in the movies now you can read about how they and other Harvey comic characters were created in two great books from Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions, The Best of Harveydale Fun Times and The Harvey Comic Companion. Both are available from Amazon. The Companion is also available from Fair Manor Media. They are available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook version. Order your copies today. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store. Based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics was named as one of the 21 best online dealers by PopOptique.com. To shop the Lee's Comics eBay store, go to eBay and search for Lee's Comics, Inc. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast when you order, and you'll receive a free bonus gift. The revised second edition of my Monkey's Book with Michael A. Ventrella, called Long Title, stars of Walt Disney Productions, and Pac-Man, the first animated TV show based upon a video game, are my latest books out now. Unconditionally Mad and not just Happy Together, the Turtles book, are in production. I'm also working on my TV Cartoons at Time Forgot book, plus articles on cancelled Harvey titles, and making contributions to Freaky Magazine. On today's show, we have two superfans and creators who are here to discuss Howard the Duck on the eve of its 50th anniversary. Here they are, Derek McCaw and Chris Leonido. Hi, this is Mark Arnold with another episode of Fun Ideas Podcast, and today we have Two special guests. We are going to talk about Howard the Duck of all things, <laughs> but that's my choice. This is you know, it's not like it's been foisted on me. I'm a big fan, and so with us today we have Derek McCaw. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I yeah, I should say longtime Howard the Duck fan, and want to confirm. Yes, you put this out on Facebook, <laughs> not <laughs> the way around. I hope right. you can see Howard behind me, uh, uh, plush version uh, up on my shelf, and. Uh, yeah, so okay. long time fan. And Chris Leonito, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm somewhat of a, mo- a hot Marvel enthusiast, but I know a few things about Howard, and it's always interesting to have a talk- conversation about that one odd duck that's always brought up into the room, if we can safely call Howard that. <laughs> he is. Given, uh, given on the history of the character itself. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
I guess, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make sure to say you by name so you, everybody's not talking over each other. Obviously, if you want to interrupt, just kind of raise your hand or whatever. Um, you know, I'll start with Derek since he was here longest. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I have been on for 24 hours, making sure that I got into this slot. Yeah. Okay. By so, Derek. So, Derek, starting with you, how did you become a Howard the Duck fan, and when was that? Uh, it would be that when Marvel first announced there would be a number one. So I was not a Man-Thing reader, which is, you know, where he started. And, uh, but I saw the, the ads and was like, oh, my gosh, this just seems really fun. So, I don't know, I was sixth or seventh grade. And, of course, number one is infamously like the speculators before there really was a speculator market the speculators still found it it got bought up it was impossible to find i did not get an issue until number four and so it was like the holy grail when i was a senior in high school and could actually drive myself to the comic shop find one where i could also afford to buy number one number two and number three but i had everything from four forward up at that point there was a slurpee cup uh, and there was a glass uh, from 7-Eleven as well. So I had both of those. I think I still have the Slurpee cup. I don't know where the glass is. And that is a that is great pain to me. But that, you know, that that was it. Like I would practice drawing him because I was already practicing drawing Donald. And thus, you know, at that time, bringing down the wrath of two, uh, you know, rights holders uh, by, by doing that. So, you know, I, I thought I was going to be an animator when I was a kid. And so, you know, I howard just made sense and then i i didn't get half of what was going on in that book until i reread as a high schooler you know and as an adult which i revisit from time to time oh and chris how did you encounter howard the duck and when did you become a reader it was a bit of an odd tale when i was in middle school because i was sort of going through a an odd phase in middle school. I had this strong F you and F everyone. Um, <laughs> we can curse on here, can we? Oh, yeah. You can, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was in a strong fuck you and fuck everyone mood, mood. And my tastes were a little different from everybody else's at the time. Um, and I sort of discovered Howard through that poster of that horrible live action movie. But when yeah. I was told it was based off of a comic, Mick, I was a little curious and I sort of dug in myself into it and I found myself interested in it. To my surprise, I ended up enjoying what I was reading because it was different from what I was usually reading in terms of comics at the time when I was at that age. And needless to say, it was it's one of those rare times where I would say the the comics are better when it comes to the film <laughs> in Howard's case. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody says that. Uh, <laughs> you know. The soundtrack. The one thing I will say that I like about the movie was the fact that it had a pretty good damn soundtrack. Yes. Sadly, it's wasted. <laughs> That's true. It's like I still when it, like when I was preparing this, I'm like Howard. The duck. The duck. <laughs> yeah, because it's the Thomas, Thomas Dolby. Dolby. You know, and it, he was hot, hot stuff there, back then. You know? a, like, the score, yeah. You're the Duck, yes, is my favorite score because it's a bit of a, um, what's the word, um, emotional score where you know that how Howard is the hard edge guy, but it shows that there's a soft side to that duck if you just imagine it. I just sort of, I kind of relate to that kind of, tune tune with that particular score because i think we've all had those kind of days yeah <laughs> i would describe i because i'm a fan of the movie but it's an awkward fandom <laughs> right because you know it's it's not right i was there first show first first day you know oh. it, and uh at the century you would know the theater mark you know century 22 i think oh, yeah. and and afterwards and i think i saw it maybe three times theatrically because I wanted it to stay alive. <laughs> but <laughs> even then I knew it was like, that was a movie written by someone who the first half of that movie is someone who remembered what the comics were. They might not have reread them, but they sort of remembered what the character was about. And then the second half of that movie was taken over by someone who had no idea 
what character they were writing. It kind of shows, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I mean, to the point, like I went to an Into the Woods reunion uh, in Costa Mesa and met Chip Zine, who voiced Howard in the movie. And I, you know, I think I almost embarrassingly enough, like maybe knocked him over in the opportunity to get a, a picture with him and his autograph on my Blu-ray of of Into the Woods. I mean, I wasn't totally crass, but, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I do have the steel book of Howard the Duck as well, you know, so uh, and uh, I, I don't know why I haven't made my wife watch it. <laughs> Uh, I guess before we How? continue, I'll say my my background. So, you know, um, for me, it's like I always grew up with more of the funny stuff, but I, I have a, a dabbling in superheroes. I would buy Superman and Batman and Spider-Man and stuff like that. Um, but Howard the Duck was kind of interesting to me in the 70s. Um, I knew about the first issue being hard to find. And... I wasn't a regular at a comic book store. Granted, this is the late 70s, so there weren't that many around. Um, and I never seemed to see it when I went to like a newsstand or 7-Eleven or wherever they were selling. And then I did go to a comic book store in 1977. And the first Howard the Duck I saw was number 11. And I go, wow, there it is, Howard the Duck. <laughs> you know, so I grabbed it. And um it was kind of a haphazard way. I tended to get most of the issues, but it's not like the way now where you could buy anything anywhere online or whatever. And, uh, but I did eventually get all the back issues and all the forward issues, <laughs> everything like that. But, and I read through them and everything like that and uh, was enthralled. And Steve Gerber kind of became, who was the creator and everything, became like a hero. Uh, to me for a while there because and I thought he could do no wrong and then I was really pissed off that it got canceled and you know I think I forgot if they kicked him off the title or if he left the title it's probably a combination but uh, I still stuck with it I bought the black and white magazine um, I bought the movie adaptation I didn't see the movie in the theater because it looked scary to me <laughs> not like you know scary like i couldn't watch it scary like it doesn't look right and so i eventually just saw it on home video and i, I was kind of partially correct um he doesn't look right to me is in the movie you know and i almost think in cgi they could like re remorph his face to look like he's supposed to look but <laughs> that's me and I've just kind of stuck with it through thick and thin, but it's kind of almost a forgotten thing, even though they kind of stick them in the current MCU movies and stuff like that here and there. But, you know, I don't know if they're ever going to do another full movie or not. So anyway, I, I don't see where there's a space on the schedule, quite honestly. But, you know, I, I, I'm with you. You know, I've heard a lot of different reasons why all these things happen. So I'd say like yeah, with the black and white magazine, Steve Gerber left. He sued Marvel. He was a pioneer in trying to get control over his essentially work for hire character, right? You know, and they made a settlement, but there's a spin off, you might call it a spin off character, Destroyer Duck from yeah. Eclipse Comics, that was, I think it's being reprinted too. They're gathering them all up into a volume uh, yeah. that Jack Kirby worked on. To, uh, you know, it was a, all the money went to fund his lawsuit. And there's a crossover between the savage dragon and spider-man and howard the duck is in there and it was a way of of kind of taking howard over into the image universe and saying he was free hmm. for, and and given a witness protection thing and they created a clone of howard and a clone of beverly switzer and that's who is in the marvel universe now so they say yeah it, it was convoluted and like who remembers and who cares uh you know <laughs> but uh yeah because bill mantlo took over for the magazine and i remember that when you said like you were into comics and uh, to cartoony characters and i know you still are you know and i love following who you're writing about and why and uh but i remember i accidentally left the first issue of the black and white magazine out of the family room and my oh. mom picked it up and thumbed through in that last page. <laughs> oh, no. Which actually echoes the last page of the first issue of the comic book. 
you know, right. it, that, but in then it's more innocent because they couldn't say it was under the comics code. But once it went to a magazine and my mother tried to tell me like I was 14, you can't buy this magazine because Howard the Duck is wrong. He goes against everything oh. that Donald Duck stands for. <laughs> I have a feeling that someone was going to compare Howard to that other duck that is Donald Duck. Well, they were they were sued. That's the irony, too. Right. Disney sued Marvel. And that's why at one point uh, in the magazine, Donald got uh, Howard got pants and and was tailored by a by a Walt Disney lookalike. You know, and so it was, and they changed his look. And that's why even now, Joe Quinones, is that the one who redesigned him uh, with the Chip Zdarsky run? He doesn't look the same anymore. And he certainly doesn't look the same. Looks there you go. Like this, that's the current look. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, a little. Yeah, that's, he, that's how he looked in the Guardian movies. At least yeah. That's, I believe that's the concept artwork of it. Yeah. Yeah. He looks a little meaner. He looks a little more like that's the guy who plays poker and some and smokes cigars. But it is clear when I was looking at, you know, as I told Mark before we started recording, I dug out my omnibus to protect my original issues and started going through. And, and Frank Brunner's take was it's so clearly Donald Duck dressed differently. And, you know, they were taking pot shots. In fact, it even says in the first issue, spiritual guru, Carl Barks. So they made no... No bones about that dropped after the first issue, Um, you know, so I just think it's weird that now that Disney actually owns them, let them look like Donald again, because it's a better design. Yeah, it's a better design. That that, that actually begs the question, how long until we get a Donald Duck story with Howard in Donald's universe? I'd love to see one. The duck verse. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, I which I think I heard somebody say it was Don Rosa. That's probably never going to happen. I mean, they've already sort of just brought Darkwing Duck and DuckTales together with that 2017 DuckTales show. So mm-hmm. I personally don't see anything wrong with putting Howard and Donald in the same but this is in the comics. This is the first moment it's occurred to me uh, on my podcast. I, we've we talked one episode about those Disney 100 alter variant covers of mm-hmm. Spider-Man, where it's classic Marvel co- uh, Marvel covers recreated oh, with yeah. the the Duckbird heroes. You could recreate that. I mean, that is an iconic number one with Bev and the Red Sonia like uh, <laughs> chainmail and and Howard with the sword, and put Donald in on that, and it would. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun. And, uh, but I just asked my retailer yesterday, like, do you know what, what covers are coming? And I said, they, they don't even tell us. We don't know how to order mm-hmm. ahead. We, you know, we don't know what, what, what they're going to be. We know that there's a Ms. Marvel uh, or a Captain Marvel and a, yeah, Captain Marvel and a Ms. Marvel cover coming in, in June and July, or this is June, July and August. And after that, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's anybody's ball game, but that would be so awesome. Uh, uh, just a one shot that's all i'm asking for i i wouldn't mind that sort of thing happening as long as you get the right writer and the right honest to do the job yeah and i want super goof to run around in the background (laughs) here's a cover i'd like to see is uh uh, be uh howard the duck drawn the donald way uh diving into the money bin and uncle scrooge saying hey you know (laughs) (laughs) What artists do we know that we could commission that print? Because I would absolutely. Um, well, Don might do it. I don't know. Uh, good, good ducks. Dave who, Alvarez. Who, yeah. Okay. I was thinking, I know, uh, I, I do know what a, a storyboard artist down here that maybe I could uh, suggest it to him and, and pay handsomely for a framed print of that. Um, what a great idea. Thanks, guys. This this podcast <laughs> is paid for itself, or or at least it is uh, costing me money, guy. but, you know, right. that's okay. That's and, okay. and, of course, Frank Bruner's still around, so you could probably get him to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, you are a tempter. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was I going to say? So I, I guess for historical reference, I will just kind of uh, throw out there for people who were kind of curious about the history of Alf- uh, Alfred, history of Howard uh, the Duck, that he originally appeared in Adventure into Fear number 19. 
and kind of is just an afterthought because it's really a man thing story as derek said uh adventure into fear strangely enough was a reprint title initially and then they started doing new stories and uh the val Meyerick was the original artist that just kind of it was just tacked on as kind of a throwaway gag um uh, quite literally right he yeah. just walks out of the swamp and says well i'm here what's got you know i well, it is so weird and i read an interview with and everyone was just full of speeches like but that where the hell is that duck yeah ex no exactly and uh you know steve gerber just thought it'd be funny to have a cigar smoking duck walk in yeah and what then, was he smoking <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway that's a totally different podcast <laughs> yeah and then uh, I guess the next ones were Giant Size Man Thing 4 and 5, where they just had backup features with Howard. And I guess it just took off from there. I, I noticed, and it's kind of ironic now, because if you do anything with Marvel now, it's always, you know, you're going to see X-Men or Spider-Man or something like that. You won't see Howard. But back in the late 70s, and you can see this if you look in the comic books, Howard is always in the subscription ad. He's in every yeah. ad. And then if you get uh, Overstreet price guides from the time, everybody puts Howard the Duck in their ad. I mean, it's just amazing how no, popular he was, this character he was. He was huge. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, they ran him for president. I mean, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him the black sheep for Marvel, but he was sort of the oddball for Marvel. Yeah. At the time, you had the superheroes, but then... Every now and then, you had the one oddball, and Howard was the oddball, but a good oddball. But at the same time, yeah, that's the duck for Marvel. Yeah. yeah, it was the rise of horror comics too, and then that's why he was in Man Thing. And we should mention between four and five, he actually is in Man Thing number one, yeah. and steps off at, or falls off of a dimensional stairway, and they think he's dead, yeah. and then lands in Cleveland. So maybe, uh, you know, and you know, did I just lose you every Cleveland listener you have? Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it was it was so like I said, I was a kid totally aware it was coming because everybody was talking about it. And and I can remember also, you know, when the Dungeons and Dragons miniatures started, uh, there was also a quack pack, which basically stole the the kill mallard model that he used. And they called it something else. They called it Duck Rogers, but it was that Kill Mallard from. He has a nightmare sequence in the second issue, I think, and uh, and then they also had the barbarian look, and so you know that's I, I, it was big enough that hobby shops were offering you lead miniatures to paint of him. I think I still have one of them, you know, and um, and I wish I had a button for his campaign. You know, I have get one. To, get. To, oh, Dang it, Mark. <laughs> get down, America. You get down now, from the duck. I didn't, I didn't have one at the time. I wanted one at the time. Uh, but, you know, these are the days before eBay. But when eBay came around, uh, I started snapping up as many comic book-related buttons that I could find. Because I don't know if you remember the, either of you, the Wild West days, I call it, of eBay, where people didn't know what things really were worth. And so they throw something out there. Howard the Duck button for 50 cents, you know, minimum bid or something. And you just waited because people didn't know how to snipe each other yet. And you'd get maybe for 50 cents or a buck. And it's like, yeah, that's my price. You know? <laughs> that's a for a bet. Yeah. Or you'd get, you know, I was, um, you know, uh, if either of you probably maybe, maybe not know that I published the two volume history of Crack Magazine. Well, prior to that, you know, I never was a huge, huge Crack fan, but, you know, I just said, Hey, I could get the back issues now because I never see them in stores. And people would sell like big lots of them, like 50 copies, you know, 50 issues, just eh, buck, you know, five bucks. You know, it's like, all right, I'm sold, you know, and that's how I filled out things. So I buy buttons of various different things, and Howard was one ah, of them. All right. You know? And I don't know how much it's worth now. I guess. It's hard to find now, correct? I, I I don't know. I you know honestly, I've never looked because it's one of those things. I think you can you can appreciate too. Is like I I now that I'm I, like stable house. I'm not you know I I can afford to get stuff, and it's more like I just want to hunt. I don't want to go on eBay. I want to oh, okay. You know, uh, well, you know th that I spend time. You know, I run a site called Fanboy Planet. That's my podcast as well, and I 
So when I go to conventions, it's often to cover things. And then I ha always have like three or four hours where there's no panel I want to see. There's no interview I have lined up. So I'm going to go to the dealers and, and, and I'm hard pressed to find what, what weird out of the way thing am I going to look for so that it attract, you know, takes up my time. Stuff like that. I never saw in the stores. I never saw, you know, anywhere you know it's like in mail order ads or anything back in the pre ebay yeah, days I, I think so ebay button, was the first time i saw it and i said well that's not, yeah it's cool i'll get it now <laughs> it's like, I, i'm know. not gonna i'm not gonna stop the Video podcast cold to look I at it and to do it tend to have go ahead sorry uh yes. video game conventions that i've been to tend to at, have some oddball stuff here and there normally mm -hmm. you find a rare, like say, seventies figure of a of a Marvel superhero, but I never saw any Howard pin pin pins. Yeah. They they are always looking for the Howard pin pins at the yeah. conventions I'm at. So that pretty much sells it to you. That that kind of begs the questions: How many pins were produced? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, that's, and I think that's the only merchandise other than what you said, Derek, the Slurpee cup and the glass. Was there a glass? I thought, yeah. There was a glass because there were six okay. glass Slurpee or, you know, Slurpee glasses. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a Spider-Man, of course. I think there was a Fantastic Four. I, I had all of them. Um, I did see the Spider-Man glass at a ridiculously high price because it was still in its box. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the price number though, but it was well, expensive. Well, maybe this podcast will be listened to by somebody at Disney, and they'll realize that we want a reproduction of the button, uh, and they will market it for fifty bucks, uh, yeah. you know, out of pewter, and they'll sell it at California Adventure exclusively. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be interesting. You, I would buy you, that. Actually, have you they... have you ridden Mission Breakout? Because the cage that's the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at California Adventure, I have not. Howard has escaped the cage. There's a note that like this duck escaped. He doesn't actually appear in the ride, oh. but but they have a spot where he had been held by the collector and and acknowledge it. So I I haven't been to Disney Disney in ages, but at least it's nice that they have somehow acknowledged Howard's existence in the pot pot. The, the Imagineers who built that they were hardcore Marvel fans. Mm -hmm. You know they they knew. Make, Joe Rody, props to those guys for it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, they knew what they were doing. They even have Kirby Crackle there, and most people look and go, "Why is there purple paint on the ground?" And then those of us who know go, "Oh, you tried to make Kirby Crackle a real thing. That's kind of cool." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. interesting. Yeah, um, I, I forgot which one of you mentioned. Yeah, you know, it's like they tried weird things in the seventies. You know, but the other thing was. And then Howard ended up being in there is Crazy Magazine, which had its mm -hmm. own set of weird characters like the Nebish, uh, which was like he looked kind of like the shadow, but uh, with a bigger nose yeah. or something like yeah. that. And then later, Obnoxio the, the Clown, which, which has Obnoxio. appeared off and on just like Howard in weird oddball places. You know, like there is even a little figurine of him at one point and uh he's oh, that's appeared, the thing for me to look for. He's appeared yeah. in uh weird spots i think in one of the i don't it wasn't the secret wars but one of the more recent um marvel universe things where they kind of turned the whole marvel universe upside down Obnoxious oh yeah no was it, it was somewhere yeah. in the in the secret wars was it the secret wars okay and right. and howard was it probably was <laughs> and there was a weird team book that Howard showed up in. Um, <laughs> he was teamed with Yocasta. I think it was Yocasta or no, a female recorder or something like that. And, and it was with mutant kids mm -hmm. and like they were stuck traveling from planet to planet. They were kind of lost in space, you know, and yeah. he, and I can't remember what the name of it was. Um, it might've been, it might have been runaways before, runaways actually became a solid concept mm -hmm. but i think it was like six or seven issues and it was so weird because it wasn't howard it you know it was just one of those things where i was reading it going yeah the because after steve gerber i'd say the only writer even though i don't like the redesign joe quinones did necessarily i think chip zadarsky's run was the closest it's come to being what steve gerber's was but you know to go back to the how crazy 
that book was, um, you know, and how experimental Marvel was at that time. You know, sometimes you read comics from that time and you go like, who was minding the store? Like, did Stan Lee know that the son of Satan was literally the son of, of actual Satan? And, you know, and that, that was a regular <laughs> ongoing book, um, which and I bring up because at one point, Howard in the run, I believe it's number 13, is possessed yes. by the son of Satan. Yeah. And it's historic for those who don't know. It's also the first comic book appearance of Kiss. They, they are projected out of Window Wester's imagination and they tell right. him to, to kiss it. <laughs> Whatever oh. that man, I didn't know, but I loved it. I was just like, Kiss, what are they doing in this comic book? Yeah. And that predates their Marvel Super Special. So he had some really weird crossovers in his own book that were great. You know, and it was when he went to other places because there's a spy, there's a Marvel team up with him. And Paul Kupperberg, who created Obnoxio the Clown, was the person who did the last issue of the original well, not I shouldn't say the original run, because it was like Steve Gerber went to 31. It was canceled for like four or five years. 32 came out. And then in the early 90s, 33 came out. And that was written and drawn by Paul Kupperberg. Right. About the same time they did the Obnoxio, the clown special. Right. And then later, which this is a question for both of you, is like uh, Howard appeared in a few issues of Sensational She-Hulk, which, of course, is now a TV series on Disney+. Plus. So... Uh, I do either of you think that that might be a possibility that Howard might make a cameo on that show? <laughs> is that show still getting? In, is that show still happening, or did they cancel it? I don't know. No, I don't, nothing. I know. Nothing. Nothing's ever canceled That's with right. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They just haven't announced solidly when the second season goes into production. Yeah. So you know, I mean, if you want to go to tangent, I'm pretty sure that Jennifer Walters will show up in that new Daredevil series since they were established but she probably won't break the fourth wall there yeah. i think it did well they said there would be a second season it's just you know everything's up in the air right now we're recording this in the middle of the wga strike so everything's suspended that's true yeah they yeah we are kind of the writers are striking so as of now it sounds like she hulk's second season is up in the air as you said but but it's also up in the air if Howard is going to show up in it. Yeah. Do you think it's likely? Do you think, or is that I, time it's passed? Because it's been a number of years, but then Stranger Things have happened. So I would say a 50% chance that it may happen or it may not happen. We just have to wait and see where this goes. Because for all I can assume is that they will probably subtly reference the character in a very subtle way they say hey he's still around but he's not showing up yet yeah he, he was in the first season of what if too right oh, so they right. had the animated version because I, I bought that action figure um you know because gotta have everything howard that i can find there's not <laughs> much there's really not much you're right like even this you know this the plush one behind me was at california adventure when you came out of mission breakout in the gift shop they had cosmo the dog i know that how it has showed up in the Guardians of Galaxy movies. He's, he's yeah. even in the third one, but it's just that I would assume that if you're going to do a, like, say, a new Howard TV show or even a feature film at this point, you got to make it fully animated because let's just say the, the, the live action one last time, it was not the best idea. Yeah. No, and, you know, with uh, uh, the Spider-Verse movies proving, audiences will accept, like, any kind of art style. So could you imagine just bringing a Frank Brunner or Gene Colan style to animation and recreate some of, or, you know, update, obviously, some of those stories? But, I mean, and you've got to have the satire. Right. You know, because that's what Steve Gerber was about. He was writing about it's kind of like Mark Russell. Now he was writing about the things that kept him up at night, you know, the, and I was rereading the first issue again today and thinking he's going up against a wizard pro rata who believes that the entire universe revolves around accounting. And if that is not still true about the real world, I don't know what is. You know, I mean, it's way ahead of its time, but it, yeah, you know, I, I, 
and why he became ran for president. You know, he was it, just out of it. It's if if Sony Animation, or at least if I would say, oh, let's say, if if someone was actually in the, I would say, um, how can I word this? How can I word this? Ah, now I got. It. Now I got. It. If the it if they could take the style of how Spider Ham was animated mm-hmm. and apply that to Howard and give it and give Howard his own movie movie, mm-hmm. but keep everything that we liked about the character in the comics, I would be perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm That's going what- through. Oh, sorry. That's why he fit in, in What If, you know, mm-hmm. in that series. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going through just reading what Wikipedia says, and the, it's a very lengthy article on Wikipedia, which actually is good because I had forgotten some of this stuff. It says uh, Howard made a cameo appearance in Ultimate Spider-Man, which I didn't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, I didn't I know th- that. If I actually know about that one. If I'm not mistaken, it was in the show, Howard was in a bubble, and he mentions Quack Fu. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, let's see, it says that he was in uh, Hulk and the Agents of Smash episode. Wow. Yeah, I didn't watch oh. any of those shows, so I, I missed a lot of it. Howard. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoons. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, that I uh, thought. And then it says this, which I didn't know. Hulu intended to air a Howard the Duck animated series written and executive produced by Kevin what? Smith and Dave Willis. Which would I have, did know that. Which, that would have led up to a crossover episode involving MODOK, Hit, Hit Monkey, Tigra, and Dazzler called The Offenders. However, in January 2020, it was announced that Howard the Duck series was canceled. So here we are. So oh. <laughs> Everything outside of MODOK I, and, I actually and was Hit Monkey was canceled. That, to be honest. What was that? I'm sorry. I say everything outside of uh, so Hit Monkeys on Hulu. Mo- the first season of Modoc exists, but it was really the collapse of of Marvel Television mm-hmm. as a difference, you know, between Marvel Studios and Marvel Television as a separate thing. Uh, and I remember I was I was strangely excited that Kevin Smith was attached to the animated series. Uh, I don't know how much I would have loved the offenders, but you know, whatever I was willing to give anything a chance, but I also kind of felt then like it was a long shot, you know, and when you've seen hit monkey and Modoc, they're not bad, but they're almost too quirky for a Hulu audience. It's, I would say that in terms of losing the Howard show for Hulu, I honestly don't know where it could have gone to be perfectly honest. It could have gone south perfectly, or it could have gone south poorly. Only, mm-hmm. but it's it's like you said, it's the audiences for the for that monkey thing were sort of questionable. But at the same time, which also kind of begs the question, what kind of audience is made for Howard, anyways? A discerning one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, yeah, it never um, hurts to impo- ask the important questions when it comes to entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's an interesting thing, but I'll say it in a minute. Um, now, I did not see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It says here that he was in it. Uh, was yes. it a, a good cameo, a big cameo? Or it's just, just a cameo. There? I mean, they're okay. always just like... I never thought. Okay. It's one of those that you see, you know, it's not a blink you miss it. I think he speaks. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the context of it. I was just excited. You know, every time he appeared and when he appeared in the first one, when they showed him in the cell, I was like, oh, my God, is is Howard going to speak? And then in the post credit scene, he does. But I'll be honest, I'm not sure what, you know, I nobody asked my opinion. Right. You know, Seth Green is the voice. It's interesting, but it's it's just again, it's it doesn't feel like it quite gets who Howard really, you know, was in the comics. But I'm I'm. Then I think about it like I don't know what he should sound like, like not like Donald, but I don't know if you've had if you've had this thing when you read a Carl Barks comic. Like I realized that Mickey and Donald, when I read the comics, 
never sounded in my head like they do on on the cartoons. Right. Because that would be annoying. <laughs> Only Goofy sounds like Goofy, but yeah. but Mickey and Donald speak like just heroic characters or or, or normal people in my head, you know. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that what that should be. I only saw the first Guardians movie, movie, and at when I was told that at the cameo was unexpected, I thought someone was pulling my leg when they mentioned Howard's name. I was like. You can't. You serious? You can't be serious. The ducks cameoing, and to my surprise, I watched the first Guardians movie in the theater with a friend, and we, and there he was, on the the post credit scene, having a drink with the collective. <laughs> I just kind of wish by the third movie, since like I said, I haven't seen it yet, that. They kind of would have given him a little bit more to do than just a cameo, you know, like at least have Howard being the catalyst of the story, you know, to like, yeah, uh, you know, they realize he's not a joiner, so he can't be a guardian, you know, yeah. and, and or at least be a guardian temporarily enough. He's so, you know, the, he's base, just... the purposes of the story, you know, it's like. And then he's, he can quit again, you know. He's he's quirky, and uh, you know, I think at one point Kevin Feige said they had other plans for him, and but again, like I said, everything's been delayed. First, you had the pandemic pushing yeah. a lot of stuff back. Yeah, production. The WGA strike is pushing back production now, so everything, you know, I, most of the movies have been pushed back at least six months, mm-hmm. and that's and that's assuming we avoid a SAG strike. Uh, with the actors so you know that could be another and you know it's not about the quality of the films rather it's about trying to make sure that the films are quality and you know i i I don't know because i don't think that marvel either has made much of a an attempt since his appearances to tout him like he's a he's around but we're not yet at the point where they need to print the book so the title can hold on to a trademark you know, I, again, so, um, you know, I, I don't know, but there's still love. Uh, you know, you and I were talking earlier, there's there's a documentary being made about the movie. Now, mm-hmm. it's in post-production. It's called Howard the Doc uh, or How I Learned to Stop Hating and Quacking, you know, something like that. You know, there, it's full of puns. Uh, but I think it's, you know, and, and it's interviewing fans. Like, why does why do people like the character? Why do people like the movie still? Because there are fans. It's not just me as a lone weirdo. There are people that genuinely <laughs> like like the movie. You know, yeah. and um, I mean, you know, it's it's working. But even the movie was made just so that George Lucas could prove the technology was viable to do the suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Even even though they went with a suit. I just wish that they would have made Howard look more like a duck rather than a uncanny valley looking thing, even <laughs> yeah. before computer generated standards. Yeah. Because that outfit, <laughs> that's early uncanny valley as a textbook example before computers. Right. If I ever did see. Yeah. Yeah, I think I read, and I don't know if this is true, but that Robin Williams had been in the running to voice the character, hmm. and because he really? was a fan. So, you know, I don't know if he wanted too much money. Uh, and I, I, I have a friend who was then it was up against between him and and Chipsine for the final voicing. But you know, again, that could be like somebody after the fact, as often happens, right? They said. Right, Robin said, I, or I, you know, might have said I would have done it, and then somebody ran and put it on Wikipedia. Although it yeah. might not be on Wikipedia, but uh, I didn't see it in the Wikipedia stuff. But I, I did see this, which is interesting, and this is a good point to, time to bring it up. So, in 1980, a pilot for a Howard the Duck radio show was recorded with James Belushi in the title role, although the program was never aired. So, I guess it exists somewhere, which would be interesting to hear. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, now I, now I've got something to do. Uh, now to hunt I wonder for. If, if that still exists, though. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, you know, again, to how popular it was, there was a newspaper strip, and that was yeah. no small thing. Yeah. To have a news, to have a newspaper strip, I, two years, three years, 
Gene Colan drew it, I think, and then Copperberg, I think Copperberg took over. Oh, it wasn't as long as you think. Uh, June 77 to October 78, but still, it's nothing to sneeze at. It's because, over I mean, a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, what other comics, other in recent times, meaning the last 40, 50 years, uh, have comic strips that were also comic books? I mean, of course, Archie's been around forever, but even Superman, uh, Batman, and all those comic strips went away. Spider-Man lasted longer, but you know what mm-hmm. else? If they had a Star Wars, if you consider that's Marvel. You know? I, um, well, I mean, it was produced not, by not the same Marvel, people. but the only thing that comes to mind is Dick Tracy. To my surprise, yeah, yeah. And it started out as a strip, um, you know, and and super. There was a thing called the world's. I think it was called the world's greatest superheroes. Yeah, in the late seventies with Batman. It was the whole Justice League, really. That's right, right, they, and they, they could rotate around, but. Uh, the local paper, uh, the San Jose Mercury News, let's name drop it. You know, they they didn't carry it with any consistency. No. You know, so I never got to read any of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The only time I ever saw Howard the Duck comic strip, uh, I saw it once when I was traveling. Uh, I got a Sunday paper and there it was. I don't even remember where the paper was because I clipped the strip out. I had the strip. But I don't know which paper it was. I didn't care. Um, and then Comics Journal used to reprint some of them back okay. in the day. Yeah, and I'd love so someone you... to gather them up. Yeah. Uh, but before they actually even released the comics in a rather big bundle, I read the comics through online method methods because, hey, I was a teenager at the time and I needed a quicker option rather than cough up the money to pay for a very hard to pr- find comic strip that no one was going to reprint anytime soon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> was the, all of the uh, newspaper strips available online to your knowledge or no? Um, there is one comic place but I think they only take the stuff that's in books. Hmm. Mm. So I would say no. I wouldn't. It's this would require me to do some digging. Yeah, yeah. I bet there's someone somewhere that probably has copies of all of them. Oh no, there's a there's an Instagram Howard the Duck Appreciation Society account. Yeah, and for a while they were reprinting the strips they had, and as they would find them, you know, they would post them. but it wasn't with the consistent, and I don't think it was like in any particular sequential order. And it's, I'm just looking. Okay, there are. They are many of them are on available now on the uh, Marvel Comics Unlimited app. So it took me a while to get it, but they're but they're there. Include uh, one issue of the magazine. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and then but his other appearances as well, the Barber Forgery edition, which yeah. I, I would guess that's one. Isn't that was it the spot showed up there first? Because the villain of Spider-Verse or was the black hole? Because I think there was a Steve Gerber joke, like it was the black hole sucks. Um, would draw people into it. I think it was the black hole. Yeah. Okay. He's very much like the spot, but um <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm just you know thumbing through it to see scrolling through to see what else there is so you know the issues are there if somebody doesn't want to spend the 100 bucks on the omnibus which is the really good stuff and then it dribbles off and i I, you know i'm waiting for a magazine collection yeah i have all those but i'd like them to be bound in a safe you know yeah i was gonna say they have them in paperback collections they don't have them in uh hardback omnibus collection uh and you know you mentioned the howard the duck magazine number one nudity in it they censor mm-hmm. it in the book i don't know if you ever ever bothered to look but she's no because i didn't know it had been gathered i'd buy i'll buy the yeah, paperback it, it's, I didn't since it's that considered for all ages they censored it so now she's suddenly has a, a sheet uh covering her top <laughs> it, it's, it's sort of like the tomb of dracula they're all all the yeah the it's similar to that, are, yeah and so there's uh, four volumes of howard the duck uh <laughs> I don't know the name of it, but there's four volumes of it. The I'll last take couple, a look. The last <laughs> couple of volumes uh, reprints all the stuff from Crazy, which was usually just like a one-page gag. And it reprints any advertising that had Howard the Duck, which, like I said, they used to have subscription ads that always had Howard in there. And uh, 
Then it did all the magazine stuff, but only the Howard stuff. It didn't have the street people and the other features. All right, there was interesting like back. Was that where uh, Greenberg the Vampire had a had a solo appearance? Maybe. Was yeah, that, I yeah. don't remember. I, yeah. I, I I just remember really discovering both Trina Robbins and Steve Le- Lealhoa's artwork yeah. through the through the backups in those magazines. Yeah, yeah. And I believe in the very back of the fourth volume, they have just like random original art like something that was on a howard poster or whatever you know it's like you know and the cover to the the treasury and things like that that didn't really have any new material you know things like that so um so yeah those four volumes are worth getting too i i don't have the big omnibus because i've always found it a bit pricey and just to buy it yet another time i don't know i don't want to spend i, I found it at a very good price yeah so, so if i find it discount. a good price i'll 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 take the plunge but haven't yet so <laughs> yeah i think i got it at a clearance sale like half price and i was like that's yeah. worth it that's and, what i want <laughs> and, um, and I, I generally try to resist omnibuses because i don't know if i have the upper body strength to have a large <laughs> oh. omnibus collection you know so that's Oh, I actually do have the omnibus, on, on and I was actually able to get at a rather good deal, you know, for twenty-five bucks at a comic book shop in New York City. Well, that's yeah, a better deal that. than I got. Yes, yeah. And so. I would say best score ever. Yeah. <laughs> see, for me, I would take the plunge if I never had the comics. But see, I have all the comics, and so yeah. to to pay it again to get basically everything I already own, it's like. Mm, you know and i always think you know then you, I, then I, I, you sir way, i have a hardcore know. collector then yeah i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well um since you're from the san francisco bay area derek you know of lee's comics and everything and you shop there yeah. um lee and i joke around that i i haven't found something for the arnold price and the arnold price is like always something like r- incredibly below what market value and guide value <laughs> Yes, but I occasionally succeed, you know. So, um, you know, it just hasn't reached the Arnold price. Twenty five dollars, I will say, Chris. Twenty five dollars. That's the Arnold. That's the Arnold price. Do you have like a do you have a video thing that goes through like a stamp that goes the Arnold price? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I'll I'll show this for an example. Is like this watch. I mean, looks pretty nice and everything. I got for three dollars and ninety five cents. I I Arnold price. (laughs) I honestly don't know if that. If they did give it the Arnold price, I was, Howard was just in the in the he he was just in a spot where the store was beautifully laid out, but at the same time there was a spot of of comics they were trying to get rid of you know yeah. to make room for the newest stuff, and it just so happened that Howard was in that box yeah. and is like. I yeah. guess th- whoever was in charge of the comic store wasn't that big into how I was like, eh, I'll get rid of it. But, yeah. And I was like, what? Well, I that's what I'm hoping gold. for. <laughs> because I, I see a lot of comic stores. Well, if they don't care about Howard, they wouldn't have ordered it in the first place. So there wouldn't be a reason to remainder it. So it's like, you know, and that's the, the trouble I've had. The only time I've ever seen it, I've seen it like in regular bookstores. I've seen it at Barnes and Noble full price you know like well you know it's like yeah i i would safely say that they only took howard because it was a marvel name and they would think it would make them instant money but and to each their own but at the same time it's like hey that's (laughs) that's one deal i'm not walking away from that's why it's always worth going into a comic book store wherever you go because you don't know it's like you know their clientele might be different you know most try to order to what they you know it's not about do they that personally like it do they think it'll sell and they could have had three copies of it and two sold and then one sat there for five years you know (laughs) and they sold the two that they could i don't know (laughs) the fact that i was able to score a couple of comics of felix the cat from craig from craig yo was also a good deal too oh nice yeah very nice so. <laughs> yeah so uh, you know it's like that's what i count on with marvel stuff nowadays because it, it's kind of weird you know but expected if it's not superhero usually you have a pretty good chance of getting it a good deal you know so but uh a stranger things have happened because i don't consider like kiss 
superheroes. In, in all seriousness, the, the whole superhero stuff is good. Say that again. I'm sorry. Oh no, we lost him again. We lost you. Yeah, you're kind of lagging a little bit, but anyway, um, I'll say what I was going to say, and then if he catches up, uh, um, but uh, I was saying, Kiss, I don't consider superheroes. You know, some may argue because they wear the suits and stuff like that, but I still don't think of them as superheroes. And, uh, um, but, but they did at the time because remember the, yeah, the super yeah, special so. they fight they fight Mephisto yeah. and they fight Doctor Doom. Right. They themselves wanted to be superheroes. Right. I guess so. But what what my point is, you know, I never, you know, until recently, you know, it's like you could find Marvel Comics Super Special number one relatively inexpensively. But now it's like, oh, it's their blood. And, you know, they're doing their final tour. So, you know, I'm seeing it like 300, 400, 500 dollars. Whereas before, you know, 50, 60 bucks or less, you know, and I'm like, you know, certainly not the Arnold price. Yeah, I'm certainly not a huge Kiss fan one way or the other. I like some of their songs, but I don't need to get all the comics and everything. So, but you know, I I, I could have bought that one as a novelty if it f- fell in the same kind of place as Howard the Duck. It's like, ah, eh, that's not really Marvel stuff, you know, cheap. But now there's enough Kiss mm. fans to make up for it. So, anyway, absolutely. So, did we lose you, Chris? Um, you still here? Oh, okay, good. We, we got gotcha. you. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, say what you're okay, going to say. Now I'm, okay. All right. That's what. Okay. <laughs> that's so hazards of Wi-Fi and connections and all that. It's, yeah. uh, technology <laughs> is a cruel mistress sometimes. <laughs> so um, I was pretty much going to start wrapping it up here. You know, we had a decent conversation. And I, I guess I'll start with Derek since, you know, again, I started with him. And um, uh usually what we do at this time of the show you can kind of say if you're working on any projects or anything or if you're making any personal appearances or I if am. You, you want to encourage anybody to contact you uh so have the floor and uh you can add on you know what you think might uh be seen after this writer strike with howard the duck okay go ahead all right yeah as a, I, I think i cleverly or not so cleverly snuck in uh you know i run a site called fanboyplanet.com i do the fanboy planet podcast uh which is uh, about every three weeks a new episode comes out i will be appearing uh at baycon as a guest and uh moderating a panel on on characters in the public domain and using them for good and not evil uh we'll see how that's going uh and also picard uh on i think it's the sunday of the fourth of july weekend at the santa clara marriott I am also moderating a panel in at Comic-Con in San Diego, but I don't think I'm allowed to mention it yet. And I don't know how long it's going to be before you edit this and so forth. So I can say that I'm doing it. I can't say what it is, but I am. Okay. It is Marvel adjacent. So there you go. Uh, I've also got a book out uh, to go along with. You know, I know you've written about some wholesome, healthy ones. And my mother who said that Howard the Duck was evil. I wrote a book called I Was Flesh Gordon about the first adult <laughs> film parody, uh, or burlesque, as I like to call it. Uh, and uh, so so that's available. And I'll be doing a signing it at, uh, at Bacon about that. And as for what's going to happen to Howard, um, you know, I would still love to see. I mean, you saw Werewolf by Night one off, right? On Marvel, on Disney Plus, only an hour long special. There's room to do something with Howard. I would, though, agree with Chris. I'd rather see it animated. So it's going to take a while. You know, I mean, that's the thing is anything in the pipeline like that, it's going to take four or five years. And so I'm I'm, I'm watching my weight, exercising, so I can live long enough to see the next <laughs> Howard the Duck uh, multimedia project. Hmm. Maybe we'll have it in time for, which is shorter than five years, but three years, you know, for the 50th anniversary of the first Howard the Duck comic. So, you know. Now that just made me feel really old. Fifty years. I mean, that makes... <laughs> well, it's fifty years this year of Howard. Period. You know, so that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> That's okay. part of the reason why we're doing this. Fiftieth anniversary of Howard. Oh the Duck. my gosh! Okay, anyway, well, so... it really been fifty years. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, that first issue was cover dated December nineteen seventy three. So there you go. <laughs> 
50 years. So. <laughs> I'll be damned. <laughs> Time flies. All right, Chris, you, you're on. Uh, tell us the same things. <laughs> I, I am pretty much a freelance hobbyist cartoon. I pretty much draw my own time. I'm currently looking for work as an artist, but but my artwork is a little risque, but not not too risque, but more on the lines that would be something suitable for the lines of Adult Swim or the mature audiences that is Comedy Central, Central but not in the two extreme ways. I'm more of an artsy type of guy that's sort of like a a cross between, like, say, Shanglings meets, what's this, like, underground comics sort of way, but with my own twist. I, I'm currently not working on anything at the moment that's under any NDA stuff. I am working on stuff on my own here and there. I just haven't had the time to balance out the work of when I can actually get to saying said work because <laughs> hey my life is kind of complicated kid especially where the world is but yeah. the art world nowadays especially with all the old ai crap being <laughs> in the way of everything killing us artists out of the job for, for potential jobs yeah. and as for howard's future i would say that's uh, up in the air yeah i mean <laughs> as much as we I would like to see Howard get something new. There, I'm not saying it's out of the question. It may happen, but we have to wait and see what happens. I mean, the Guardian Gal, the Guardian films showed that Howard's comeback, if we can call it that, is shown that has that there is interest for the character. It all depends on the execution of reintroducing the said character to the modern day audience who are not familiar with the character outside of the Guardian cameos who haven't see, who don't plan on watching the live action film from the 80s. Mm -hmm. So if they're gonna do that, I suggest make it like animated in a similar way to of Spider-Verse. That's probably my best safe bet on a guaranteed Howard film. But all in all, we just have to wait and see where that go goes. But I, for one, would like to work on such a project if that ever comes into light. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> so if somebody from Disney, after the writer's strike is done, hire this man to help you out. <laughs> and, I'd be more than uh, willing to draw with you. ducks, ducks for you, especially that crabby duck. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with both of you. I think an animated version is probably the way to go. I used to think, oh, they should do another live action version with a better Howard uh, than a guy in a costume. But, you know, as time goes on, well, I think it probably is the reason because of the Spider-Verse movie. That's probably opened the doors that I go. They can make a decent animated film. That mm -hmm. Just get the right people on board with it yeah. and get the right writers and we and you have me sold. Yeah. Just don't do a Lego version, please. <laughs> and, anyway. and Howard yeah, but there, isn't there a Lego? Did, wasn't there a minifig of Howard? I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> um, I, 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 think a, I think there was a Lego. Yeah, I think it came with one of the Guardians of the Galaxy sets. and <laughs> But there I wasn't to... a movie. That's what I mean. I like no, no, movie. no. But I mean, I think they included. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. But um, I... All right. I got to go. I got to go hunt now. Thanks. Uh, All right. Well, <laughs> I, <guess, laughs> I got to get back to reworking my drawing stuff. So it was an honor to be on here, Mark. Okay. Thank well, it was an invitation. honor to have both of you. Derek and Chris and it was I know it sounded awkward just to have two random people talking about Howard the Duck at the same time but I've somehow made it work and so have you and I appreciate yeah, this you did. Always and I can have either of you fan. back on for any other topic in the future you know it's like you know, I'd be more than willing to be interested absolutely. in any other topic oh, I right. say man if you want to talk super goof let's go all right ahead. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if, if you want to talk about adult cartoons I'm more than the right guy for the subject 
All right. Sounds good, too. <laughs> okay. Well, my dog's uh, giving me grief, so I probably should wrap it up here. So, right. again, um, uh, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Chris, for being on the Fun Ideas podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Derek McCaw and Chris Leonido, for being my special guests. Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode number 222 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas Podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2022. Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night.